Hey everybody, what's up? It's time for episode two of The Spice of Life with myself, Luke Spicer, and uh, my buddy Tanner Wilshaw. We're here today to uh, enlighten your brains a little bit more. So uh, we have uh, we had a pretty exciting show lined up before I took off for Vegas, and uh, things have changed a little bit. So just going to be Tanner and myself today on the podcast. We had a friend of mine, Sean Height, local... Uh, used to be a fighter he's a local music guy he was designing us some uh, ring entry songs and uh, entry to this to our podcast and we were pretty pretty pumped to have him on here but he's got some stuff coming up in his life he's a little busy right now so he's going to be uh, unable to attend the podcast but we're waiting for uh, I'll have a new fight song for my upcoming fight coming out I'm super pumped for that and Tanner's downloaded a song, I believe, uh, something that Sean likes or that Sean created, and Tanner's going to be using that for his uh, next fight. Is that right, my man? Yeah, we're going to be playing that at the end of the podcast today. Oh, oh, you got the song today? Yeah. Oh, wicked. Well, there you go. Well, there. I'm still waiting on the last verse of mine, so Sean will have that together here right away, and uh, we'll have that. We'll be able to share it on a, on a future episode or wait till November 12th till... Uh, the fight comes because I did get word the other day that that fight's a go and uh, yeah we're doing up the posters and everything actually right away for uh, Dakota for November 12th so are you on the poster I hope so I think that's the plan yeah nice. I don't know why else they want my picture if they're not gonna put it on a poster right Mike I hope you got it on there Mike people do weird things with photos like they that. do yeah they want a new one that's like more up-to-date or something and you know, a fight shot poster, but I'm like, I'm trying to decide since this is pro boxing, should I be, should I be sending them some fight photos of just kicks and knees in the face, or should I be getting a punch or two on those ones? I would, I would go with the best action shot of well, you kicking Cody. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, should because <laughs> a boxing poster, should I get them where I'm kicking some dude in the head for the boxing poster? That would be pretty good. That would be pretty good. Yeah. So you just got back from Vegas. I did. I spent uh, four days in Vegas with my girl, and I was at the Hard Rock Hotel. We always stay there. They treat us pretty good there. So, back there and had some fun. Yeah. This is your second trip to Vegas in the last couple months. Oh yeah, in the last yeah yeah. All I went I'm there saying far. is, you decided to go on a day that was podcast recording day, so it has pushed our podcast back to Wednesday. Now we've only put out one podcast so far. But I got a lot of flack for not recording on Tuesday already. Yeah, and I and I am sorry for that. And uh, we'll we'll start we'll start rearranging our schedule around always recording on Tuesday. But now that trip was booked a long time ago. We were debating whether or not we were gonna go. Uh, work's a little busy, training's busy, hectic. But it was like you know what, we both needed some time to get away and and um, you know just kind of reset a little bit before the. The busyness of this fight camp gets underway and the end of the season takes over so um next the next month's going to be pretty hectic in my life so we decided hey you know what it's hotel rooms booked flights are paid for let's just take off for a few days so it was good took in some good shows i got to see uh the michael jackson cirque show which was actually really good really, yeah, really good really it was one of the best circles Cirque du Soleil, how do, I don't know how to say that thing. Cirque du Soleil, right? So something like that. Shows that I've seen, and uh, it was wicked. Like, it was really good, really well put together. Some of the guys that were in there dancing were, like, fantastic. It was super good. But probably my favorite show um, of the weekend that we took in was I got I got the opportunity to go watch Mike Tyson's monologue. And I have seen that. It's 
hilarious. He's a funny dude. Yeah. <laughs> but it's weird. You know, everybody's laughing at, at the whole show laughing. And, and I mean, he, he made jokes. He poked fun at himself. And but man, some of the stuff that he went through is pretty sad. You know, like, you know, his childhood and things like that. Right. Like, oh, yeah. and Have he's poking jokes. Any of his documentaries. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Read his read his, read his biography. And yeah, he did. Um, and it was neat, you know, to hear some of the stuff. And, and but at the end of the show, he kind of gives like a pep talk to everybody. Right. Even though they're all drunk, most of the audience. Right. But he's he's giving a pep talk that, you know, if he can come back from come out of come out of the hell he was in to the, the, the stardom that he was in in the in the 80s and 90s. And then, uh, you know, he lost everything. He talked. He lost over four hundred million dollars is what he went through. Right. And he he actually gave a breakdown on how he went through all that money a little bit. And then, uh, you know, he's on his way back. So it's kind of nice to see, you know, something like that, just overcome adversity and, and continue to keep going. So it was cool. He has a Netflix show. You know that, right? Yeah, Cartoon. Cartoon? Yeah, where he's a superhero. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. <laughs> I've heard of it. I got to download it. So one of the guys at work actually watches it and talks about it. So, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's not good. No. no. Oh, no? Oh. No, it's, it's, it's got funny aspects to it. It's like Scooby-Doo. With Mike Tyson and pigeons. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I heard that the pigeons deliver him notes and then he solves crimes and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds plausible. I guess. Yeah. The pigeons talk, though. Yeah. Oh, there you go. See, the neat thing about the show, too, is like, you know, I kind of figured, like, you know, hearing it as a monologue, I thought Mike would get up there and have something memorized. And you could tell certain parts were almost scripted. But then he'd get off on these tangents and then and then he'd like, oh, oh, sorry, I'm getting I'm getting shit from my wife. And he would he would put the little earbud in it. You know, you could hear it. And she'd be in the back talking to him, telling him to get back on on track of the story. And they had, uh, you know, videos would pop up on the screen and he'd show little video clips or pictures and he'd talk about them. And that was kind of how they kept the, the show rolling. But it was good. Like, he actually engaged the audience and, you know, would talk to people in the front front couple rows and come back and forth and you know he'd remember things about them and then bring them up later in the show and stuff like he's actually a really good performer i was quite surprised actually to be honest like he's been doing that show for a while now yeah um i saw kind of the first little bit of the show um online and it was funny but it just seemed like he was he was just talking yeah and that's, and all, that's all it was a, he did a really good job yeah the first show was was in mgm grand like upstairs in their big arena this was downstairs in the brad garrett comedy club like i don't know it was there's a little smaller right? yeah there, oh there's like a couple hundred people in oh, there it'd that's probably it be way better that way yeah anyway. it was neat because it was more intimate but at the same time i mean you see he's in the big show that show was on broadway too right like yeah. broadway it kind that's of cool. started. yeah no it was after them MGM. mgm started mgm two weeks there and then they went to because he talked about that in the show right like how then they went to um broadway and then they took it toured all around like basically the world right so it was pretty neat. It was a good, um, it was a good time. Unfortunately, I didn't get any training in this trip. I was gonna train uh, like I did last time I was down there, but I uh, I brought my gear and I just Saturday we got in late and I was pretty tired after working. I worked till two a.m. Friday night before I left, so getting caught up on some sleep and Sunday we rested and did some swimming. If that counts, I laid at the pool. Now, were you like <laughs> splashing in the pool swimming, or were you swimming lanes? I think I got up to my waist, maybe. Yeah, you're, you're, no, yeah, wasn't. Well, I was walking across, getting drinks for my girl. That was it. It's kind of nice though to get get away and relax. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, we both needed it. You know, it was really good. I played some cards, won some money, and uh, well, had a lot of good money. food. Yeah, yeah, and that's not a joke. Like everybody's like, "Yeah, I won money when he came back from Vegas." That's Are usually BS. 
$5 money or no. like $500? Oh, I, I never counted it actually. Like, Oh wow. You're just, you, you got that much money. You didn't count. I got it. I got it in my pocket at home. I, really? Yeah. yeah I, I definitely have more. Cause I, I, I know I got more because I cashed out a couple thousand bucks the last day and, Ooh, nice. and I went down there with a couple thousand bucks. So yeah, I won five or 600 bucks, which isn't, which isn't a ton of money, but it's nice to be able to go to, you know, I have fun. Like I play cards cause it's entertainment and, uh, it's not, it's not about winning money. It's, it's a form of entertainment for me. Um, and I can't do it. Yeah. But it's not for everybody. Like some people like to go to shows. I mean, and, and that's what Tammy and I talked about and she actually gave me a lot of perspective. She's like, you know, a lot of people like to go to shows, which we do, but she's like, you know, some people will spend 50 bucks on the, the nosebleed seats and some people will spend a couple hundred dollars or more to be right up front. Right. And now you're getting entertainment for a few hours for a few hundred bucks, right? Well, if I'm playing cards for a few hours and it costs me a few hundred bucks, what's the difference? It's, it's good entertainment, you know, for me. Now the next person they're down there and they're like, you know, trying to win money and they're mad. And I also like to, you know, get, get rises out of people that are sitting at the table. And see if I gamble, I get sucked down that, that rabbit hole where I've won 500 bucks and I'm like, Oh shit. Well, maybe I can make it 5,000. Yeah. And then they fuck me. Mm. See, and they, they, like I've stayed at the hard rock, I think eight or nine times in the last four years. Right. Like I, I stay there every time I go. And uh, so the dealers, you know, they, they know you now and stuff like that. So they're pretty good. Like, you know, the, I usually play for them. I usually play five bucks for them and $5 on top of my bet that, you know, as long as I'm winning, then I keep winning that extra five bucks and I just keep putting it down for them. Right. The other day I, oh, yeah. they, they cashed out a couple hundred bucks just in tips. And it's like, dang, like, you know, Yikes. yeah, it's a good thing for them. Right. And, and they, they like that. Then they're having fun with you. Right. They're, they're happier and the energy's better. And then, you know, you end up winning some money, but it was funny actually this time. Cause I had a, I don't know. I had a hundred bucks on there for a bet. Um, and, uh, it was a soft 18. So I usually hit yeah. that against a face card. Right. And, but it was a, I think it was an eight that she had showing or something. So we would have, would have probably pushed if she had the 10. Right. And, uh, and I go to hit it and then I'm like, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Like I, I, I made a mistake. I wasn't thinking I kind of waved it off and she had pulled the card out and had, and had basically like went to flip it over before I waved it. So she saw it. I didn't. And I was like, whoa. And she's like, do you want it? And I was like, well, I normally hit it. She's like, she's like, she looks at me and she's like, yeah, but you don't want to hit it this time. And I was like, I was like, but I always hit it. She's like, but don't hit it this time. Cause it was going to make my hand worse. Right. And so I was like, yeah, I'll just wave that off. And then she flips her card and then she, she busts her hand. Right. And I was like, all right. Like she kind of looks at me like that was lucky. I was like, yeah. Oh, wow. So she helped you out. Yeah. She totally saw it and was like, don't hit that well, hand. That, that's not her job. No, she gets in trouble for that. I would guess. Oh yeah. But yeah. it was just like, just the way it all worked out. I was like, oh man. So I'm not going to be saying any names or anything like that. It's not like it's yeah. a big deal, but it's, you know, it was just, it was neat. Right. It was like, but that's, but that's, that's what happens. Cool, right. Though. You give her the, you're, you're tipping them. They're playing, you know, they, they want to win too. So, she, yeah. so she's like, well, I'm, I know what's up next. So don't do that. <laughs> no, I was good. I, um, you know, the whole, the whole trip was, was fun. We got a good little, good little getaway, had some really good, uh, food, ate out some nice restaurants again. And, nice. and, um, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was relaxing. That's yeah. that's all we can go for, right? Tammy got a lot of sun at the pool, and and she likes the pool. And the cool thing with her is that you know she's she's not one of like I got a lot of friends that got 
got wives are married and like you know when they go away they got to do everything together right like yeah. you know you can't ever be apart and the cool thing with tammy is that she's very independent right so it's not like you know you have to come sit by the pool with me all day long and then at night we're gonna sit and watch you play cards or whatever right so yeah she um you know the one day there yeah she just went down to the pool for a few hours i played some cards got up a few hundred bucks 500 bucks i was like you know what think i'm gonna go spend some time at the pool so then we did and then we come back and you know she sits around at night we play cards have some you know have some more fun and hit the hay right so it was good it was a good trip glad we got away and uh they were trying to convince me to come back in october for halloween because they had this huge halloween party and my birthday is the day before halloween i looked at the calendar i, I don't have my kids i'm like man we should totally go she's like you think we could i'm like yeah we should totally go so I was like, I'm going to have to look into that. And then it dawns on me. I'm like, wait a minute. I fight November 12th. I'm like, I don't think spending four days in Vegas two weeks before the fight is uh, is a good idea. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm going to have to say no to that. So, yeah, that's a, that's a terrible decision. I won't be going. I'll be no. staying home. This fight's too important to me. I really want to do well in this boxing debut, right? So, so we did have UFC fights on the weekend. Yeah. I'm guessing you didn't see those. No, not, no. Which, no. Wasn't, which is weird. wasn't anything crazy. Uh, we had the two big fights were Uriah Hall versus Derek Brunson. Okay. Uh, Uriah Hall got knocked out. A um, little bit of a controversial stoppage because I don't actually think he was out when the ref stopped it. And then the I can't remember the other fight. No, that's how that's how memorable it was. It wasn't a very good card then. No, it was a UFC on Fox, but they didn't have it didn't have like the 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 big name on there. And then there was a boxing fight on the weekend, too. And I think that was Canelo. Was that who it was? The white guy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I dropped, don't know. A, dropped a guy with body shots. Really? Nothing nice. big. Nothing huge. No. You know, I. Uh, it's kind of weird being in, like, you know, the fight capital of the world, right? Las Vegas. And then you're, you're, at, you're at hotels, and they don't, they don't seem to show the fights, like, even in the sports book. Like, they don't they don't have the fights on there when you're in Las Vegas. It's like, really? Yeah, it's weird. It's it's like they don't all... play on TVs or anything. No, and you know I never really looked into it too hard. Like I'm sure if I went there to bet on them, and and I'm sure like on the small TV because I don't know if you ever walked by like casino sports book like they got all these individual TVs so you can watch and flip through the sports that you're betting on. So so maybe you'd be able to see it on there or or, or online or something. I have no idea, but the idea of sitting in there to watch a fight was never something that I would want to do but yeah i've never all the years i've been in vegas the only times i've watched fights is if i was at them live hmm. you know when i was in vegas because they're impossible to find now if you talk to the locals yeah you travel off the strip or you go to a sports bar and it's just like here they'll have the fight showing yeah but not in the hotels and the big casinos and stuff like that they don't show yeah. them yeah so you went down to vegas this time and you came back with no interesting stories other than seeing mike tyson yeah, not really. I didn't train or anything like that. The last time I was in Vegas, I, I did train. That's you know, I what went I was to, looking I for. I went to Extreme Couture and uh, just took in some, some drop-in classes, right? I mean, they got their schedule, and, and you go down there. And, I mean, basically, from what I could tell, it was a lot of tourists just being in town wanting to say, hey, I went to Extreme Couture, and I trained with so-and-so and so-and-so. But really, there was nobody there. It wasn't like there was a whole bunch of, you know, big-time UFC fighters. It was a bunch of tourists and most of them have never trained before at all you could tell from watching them um there's a couple pros there training and getting ready you know doing doing other stuff um 
Oh, shoot. What's his name now? I can't even remember his name. Um, his name is John. John Alessio was there last time, right? And, you know, beating up all the tourists and stuff like that, smacking them around. I don't know if it was to give him a story about, uh, you know, uh, you know, went down and I fought this UFC fighter. And he looked really familiar to me, but I couldn't figure out where it was. And so he started lipping me off about I could take a break or something like that if I looked tired, like, you know, because we were sparring and taking – it was my turn to sit out or whatever we were doing two minute rounds i was like dude i could do these rounds with these tourists all day long and and he's like well we could go a little harder and i was like well whatever if you'd like to so so we kind of went at it and it was good i i i kicked him in the head and (laughs) and then after the round he looks at me he's like so you're not like a regular just tourist that came in here i'm like no no i'm not i uh i fight professionally back home he goes yeah you could tell and then we had a quite a long visit it was kind of cool but I was like, man, that's kind of a, a dick move, beating up all the all the tourists and stuff like that. But a lot of the guys there, like the guys we were sparring with, they were gamers. Like they, I don't know if they, they hadn't fought a lot of them, but they definitely trained a while because they could they could throw down. You, you but, get those tough gym guys. Yeah. I would expect that from down there. I'm surprised mm-hmm. you didn't see like a Misha Tate. No, nope, never somebody saw, like never that. Anybody there. Down in that gym. Well, when we were down there the last time, it was. Uh, it was UFC 200. Like, that's the weekend we were down oh, yeah. there, right? When when uh, when Brock fought and everything else. So there's lots of guys down there. I mean, you know, I imagine all the warm-ups and, and things like that and the weight cutting. You know, I was down there on the day of the fight, so that's probably why it was a lot more dead, right? Nobody was down there the yeah. the day of the fight except for the, the trainers that were teaching the classes and stuff. They had a good, they had good training there, you know. And, but it was it was a quite a ways off the strip. Like, it was – I think it was 30 bucks to take a cab there. Then – 20 bucks for the two drop-ins and then 30 bucks to come back like you know not that the money was a big deal but not 80 bucks you know and then you're, you're sitting around that, training yeah, but it, it was good I, I lucked out i had a cool filipino cab driver guy that liked fighting and was in construction in the philippines <laughs> so we talked and he gave me his number so he came back to pick me up because otherwise it would have been a nightmare to get a cab back because the cabs won't drive off the strip and come get you Oh. They'll take you off the strip, but good luck getting back. So they won't actually come to where you are. You got to walk to the strip to get a cab. Almost, yeah, because it's not worth it for them, right? Like, I'm guessing they're making too much money on the strip, though. Yeah, because it's just round and round and round. So that's why they don't do it. So you get a guy that's good like that, then you know they'll they'll come get you, right? So yeah. and I actually this trip, I uh, I forgot his business card because I saved it on purpose so I could phone him for the next time, right? Because he's you know when you get a good cabbie like that in Vegas, you wanna. And hold on, they'll drive, they'll come pick you up wherever, right? They'll come get you the next day, take you to the airport and, and all that stuff, right? Yeah. Special, special cab ride and, you know, it's kind of <laughs> cool. So, but yeah, no, no super exciting stories from this trip. It was a, it was a real chill, chill trip. So, you so any- today we actually have some fan questions. We do, yeah. We're going to, we're going to roll right into that right now. So, our first question comes from Luke Mack. And that is, what do we both plan on doing in the next year of our fighting careers? I'll let you answer first. That's a pretty good question from Luke. I thought it would be something a little bit... Uh, why do you like puppies? Yeah, or something. Or <laughs> yeah. Why do you make fun of me all the time, Tanner? You know, just good good question, Luke. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, myself, I got a lot of it planned out, but there's still, there's still some stuff that's kind of up in the air. I mean, as you guys know, I'm fighting November 12th. I'm making my pro boxing debut for... Um, Dakota up in Cold Lake. Uh, I just got the the text. They're waiting for some pictures and things like that for some promotion stuff. So uh, the nice thing for me is Mike from Dakota. He's seen me fight quite a few times. Uh, younger, he saw me fight in December. So 
He knows I can throw down. He knows I can stand in there and fight. He's not worried about the fact that, oh, I've never had a, a boxing fight, so mm. this is a long shot taken, you know, giving this guy an opportunity. He knows it'll be entertaining. So I'm hoping that uh, they, they're, they're going to try to bring in, like, a decent boxer. I'd like to fight a boxer. I don't want to fight a MMA guy or, a, or another kickboxer yeah. in boxing, but, you know, hopefully some boxer is going to go, yeah, I'll fight this kickboxer and teach him a lesson or something like that because I want to fight somebody that, that's got some skills, right? So, yeah. Um, so that's that and then um i know that havoc's got their card december 2nd but you know like i said tanner and i were talking last week and gary and stuff and we figured that you know training for this boxing fight will be too much of a switch trying to jump right back into um kickboxing again uh only a few weeks later and simply for me i'm really dedicating my training to train for this boxing fight i want to be able i want to be able to box november 12th not fight and just like yeah, I, you know, I, I, I want to box. I want to be. You don't want to fake it. You want to actually go in there and box. Yeah, I want to be able to move. Like I mean, Roman's saying, you know, we got to get you punching more. You got to be, you know, putting more punches together, five, sixes. I'm like, well, it'd be easier knowing that I'm not going to get kicked or kneed in the head now. <laughs> I'll be able to stand in the pocket and and throw some punches. It's starting to come together in our training now. Uh, there's a couple other fight cards coming up. Um, I, I told Mel I'd love to fight for KO. So December 9th, they got a show there. So we should we should get yeah. mail on the podcast, and then That'd and then I could idea. I could uh, bother about that. Um, so and then uh, Dakota's got a couple shows lined up for 2017, and uh, I'm actually going down to Calgary next week or the week after to meet with Mike to discuss some uh, opportunities for boxing and uh, po- quite possibly bringing uh, some exciting exciting fights. A little closer to home here so nice. yeah so that that's kind of my plan for now luke i don't have uh i don't have anything uh you know written down hard for 2017 but there's a lot of irons in the fire it's just going to depend on a lot of it's going to hinge out on this november 12th fight and see yeah. what happens i don't really look past the fight other than kind of planning a few things oh we could look at this date look at that date and then uh go from there so how about you tanner after the surgery what's <laughs> I got a I got a long recovery still ahead of me. Um, I had knee surgery just three weeks ago, so I had a cadaver ACL, which ended up being a PCL put in my leg, and I had about sixty percent of my meniscus cut out. Uh, so um, fighting for me for the next six months is probably out of the question. Um, I was supposed to fight December whatever it was December second for Havoc. I was supposed to fight Trent Rowell. Uh, so I've had to back out of that fight and Brent Karaluk has actually picked that fight up and I'll be training him for that fight. Oh, really? Uh, other than that, I'm looking to make a return in June and I'm looking to fight a guy named Matt Krako. So if anybody knows Matt Krako, let's go. He's, uh, he's actually fighting Ryan Mahan in December, which he's going to get his ass whooped. Well, they fought before, but that was just a boxing just a, just fight, Just a right? boxing yeah. fight, yeah. Yeah. So I've been, I've been trying to... Uh, chasing Krako around for a little while oh yeah yeah ever since that boxing fight i've wanted to fight so uh if he wants to go then we can do it so hopefully that answers your your question luke luke actually had a second question and it's way more retarded than anything i could have even thought of oh like actually yeah his question is what does each of our tattoos mean to us on our bodies (laughs) (laughs) well luke if I had a rooster tattooed on my knee, 
What do you think that would signify? <laughs> that I have a cock that hangs down to my knee. There you go. I don't actually get tattoos for meaning. I have one on my arm that has is my kids, my kids' yeah. name and a birth date, so that means something. And then I have a wedding ring tattoo. But other than that, the uh, one of them I got in prison, and the uh, other one I just got. It was a custom tattoo that a guy drew. A guy drew for me. You know what's funny is that I got asked that same question by a reporter when I was younger, and I just had the two. <laughs> right, I had the dragon tattoo on my shin and one on my back. Right, and. Uh, most people don't know. I mean, the tattoo on my shin was always there because I was kickboxing, and it was like when I had asked where painful parts to get tattooed are, I was told bony part, like your shin would be painful. I was like, well, then I want to get my shins done because my shins are pretty much numb, and yeah, like don't feel anything I don't feel anything, and that'll look cool then if it's supposed to be tattooed, right? The 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 Achilles around back of the tail of the dragon that hurt, but. The dragon on my back actually—it's so big because growing up I had really bad acne, right? I had really bad, I had really bad skin, and it, and it and it was a, it was something that I I didn't like, and so when I was fighting, I was worried that everybody's gonna see this bad complexion I have on my back, and of course my coaches made fun of me. They're like, "You're gonna punch and kick people in the head, and you think they're gonna be worried about little <laughs> stupid dots on your body?" Yeah. But as a kid, it was like you know, it's a, yeah, bothered I, me. So I got this giant tattoo to cover these like you know these scars that meant so much to me and as an adult i look at my back and i'm like it doesn't cover any of the scars what is it because the tattoos don't don't uh what's on your back the dragon oh is that the dragon you have two dragons yeah just all around my back i was i don't pay attention exactly most people don't right but so that's the thing except for luke luke pays attention to what our tattoos loves tattoos tattoos, but does he even have one i i think he has a tramp stamp oh there you go so, and then, I mean, the other ones, I got my kids' birthdays, right? I've got my leg tattooed with the samurai and stuff. And, uh, I mean, yeah, but the, the significance for a lot of them are for, are for me, you know? I'm, yeah. My rib piece says, speaks for itself. and um, But I have two that mean something, and the rest of them, yeah. I don't. They don't mean anything. It's just I think they're cool. Yeah. One of them I don't think is cool, so I'm getting it covered up. <laughs> uh, so we have a question from a two-parter from Stephanie Asenza. Oh, they're coming through now. Yeah. With talk that Khabib is fighting Alvarez at UFC 205, do you think Connor is going back to 145 to actually defend his title against Aldo? No. No. I, I, it's so hard to say with those guys what, what any of them are doing. I mean, and everybody wants to speculate and do this stuff. I'm not a speculator on that stuff. I just like to see the fights when they come through. I don't like the Aldo fight. It ended in 13 seconds. Yeah. I don't need to see that again. I would rather. I would have liked to have seen Frankie Edgar beat Aldo mm-hmm. and then have the unification fight, but I don't think Connor's going back down to 145 at no. all. No. No. I think he was holding out for the Eddie Alvarez fight to have the two belts at the same time. Yeah. And, uh, and then that's not, not going to happen now. So. I don't said, know. I don't it, really know what happens. I th- he's he's a money fight, so he's going to fight a big name either which way. Yeah, and I don't think Eddie Alvarez was going to be a huge draw for that fight anyway. Like he he needs to fight Frankie Edgar or somebody like that. Yeah. And then the second part, do you think that the title shot with Alvarez? Uh, sin- what? Steph, you need to really learn how to type. <laughs> um, I think what she's trying to get across here is, does it make sense for Khabib to get the title shot with all the injuries and being out for so long? Uh, I don't, do you even know who Khabib is? Not really. No, no I don't. I don't um, Khabib was at the top of the heap probably a year ago or two years ago, mm-hmm. and then he was out with a bunch of injuries. 
Okay. Um, I think that that fight is an interesting fight. I don't think that it's it should be for the title, but at the end of the day, who who cares? Yeah. I mean, that's the one thing for me, right? Like, fight's a fight. I like watching the, you know, it doesn't really matter who it is. At the end of the day, if they put on a good fight, I mean, I like to even see my teammates get in wicked fights, win or lose. It's like, man, if they get beat up and it's a good fight, it's like, I like watching fights. I mean, it's hard when you know the guy and you're cheering for him and he's your he's your, he's your, he's your idol or you, you love watching him. He's your favorite fighter or whatever. Yeah. But, I mean... For me, it's like if it's a good fight, then it's interesting. And and the cool thing with UFC uh, fight, you know, or, or MMA in general is that anything can happen. I mean, you put in wrestlers against strikers and all this stuff. I mean, the different styles make for exciting fights. When you get a boxing fight or kickboxing fight, I mean, if you got a, a, a more talented striker, uh, it, it's going to be a bad day for that other guy, you know? Yeah, uh, Khabib's going to take him down. Yeah, and Eddie Alvarez has really good wrestling, and he's a strong, durable guy. So it's going to be a long fight. Yeah, it'll go. It'll probably go four or five rounds. But I think at the end of the day, if Eddie can keep it standing, he'll knock him out because he just he go he just goes when he when he decides to go, he goes. I'm excited to see Steph's next fight. Yeah, that's coming up actually here pretty quick, October twelfth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's moving really good. She started working with uh, Roman a lot more, my boxing coach, and. Uh, uh, you know, like they, I know they've worked together in the past a little bit off and on, but they're they're really working together, and it's neat because they're, uh, you know, he's tweaking things that that were always good, but she's talking about it too, and it was neat because she's talking about these drills and these different things, and and Gary's like, well, how long do you guys shadow box for? And and I'm like, well, I gotta do three rounds, and Steph goes, you do three rounds, I'm gonna go do two rounds. I'm like, you only have to shadow box for two rounds, and then then they basically start making fun of me. They're like, well, her footwork's better than yours, right? And and I was like, well, hold on a minute here. I'm like, even even Cam shadow boxes for three rounds. And then and then Steph starts thinking. She's like, well, well, maybe I do do three rounds. I'm like, man, Steph, you haven't been punched in the head that much to not remember how many rounds you do. I don't think she knows what the hell's going on half the time anyway. No, no. She's she's a, she's a gamer, but yeah, she needs something to tell her what good. to do. She's super yes. good. She is. Um, you know, I mean, well, you even commented on that uh, before the last fight, like committing to do the jabs and, and punching lot and, you know, get them quicker. But I, you knew that I really want to focus on that. And so, you know, with the boxing and stuff like that, I mean, I, I'd like to think that last fight, like, you know, looking at Cody's face at the end of it, those were some punches with intention. And, yeah. and uh, I can see that with Steph already just working with Roman that the little bit. Cause I worked out with him Thursday last week before I uh, left at noon and, and she's just, she's already punching different like it's yeah. only been a couple weeks and it's and it's different and it's cool to see like that man can do some some wicked stuff with, with yeah. his fighters you know when um, i do see her hitting the bag i will go over and just give her some pointers every once in a while she really wants to work on those body shots and it's just they're just some mechanics yeah that aren't that that don't transfer over when you go from a headshot to a body shot so that was that's the only real real thing i th- i seen that she needed to fix was a body shot but other than that she's super fast she's got good head movement she's got a good chin she hits hard so i don't i don't see that being a problem yeah no it's uh you know and as far as like small i mean you know she's, she's quite a bit smaller than you and me when we're, when we're sparring but there's a lot of small oh, guys yeah. at the gym too yeah. and I mean, honestly, I'd rather fight her than a lot of the small dudes at the gym right now because she's she's better. Like, 
she's way just, better just as like a training partner yeah aspect, yeah like doing doing some doing some from, yeah. doing some doing some uh you know movement drills and stuff like we did a in the pocket drill right so we were just one foot had to be against the wall yeah you know to stay you know kind of in the pocket and basically the person was just punching you so steph was like punching me and i had to just move and well you and two are on the same kind of pattern right now where your careers are going to boxing for the next foreseeable future for a little bit Seems that way. so i would say that you guys are more on a wavelength than it would be with like me and wolfgang training together yeah with that i go over with steph and i can't throw kicks yeah right so when you're getting ready for a kickboxing fight and i go with you it's right up my alley because i don't want to go to the ground exactly. i just i don't like it yeah but when it comes over just to straight boxing you guys are perfect for each other and then you're gonna have to find somebody that's gonna ha be able to have the reach too so you can get yeah in it. the reach is gonna be a big difference between that uh when you're in those pockets exactly because she's she's quite a bit smaller so neat thing for me i ran into cam o'connell last week uh before i left town he was out um getting some some pictures developed from his last big win he had a was that a third round uh KO of his of his of his opponent up on the uh, KO boxing card up in Edmonton, and um, he's uh, he's set to fight October twenty eighth again, and then uh, then December 9th. So he's gonna be really busy, and uh, he's asking when I'm gonna be back in at the gym. I told him next week on Monday, and uh, oh, what's Jason's last name? Um, guy from town here. I can't even remember his name. I feel bad now. He, he's just back from the the gym. He was a uh, is a big name in in uh like you know canadian boxing scene yeah jason his last his, his ring name is friday the 13th but i can't remember what his last name is all of a sudden he's from red deer right he's a i don't dude. have a clue who yeah. you're talking about and uh anyway he's big and so he, he's supposed to be fighting here soon i think again and he's training with cam and uh ryan ford's going to be making his way down to red deer to do some training with uh cam and and hopefully myself because he's a you know he's, he's more still sm I'm, I'm using I'm using quotations. Nobody can see it, but smaller than me. I mean, he fights lighter than me, but he's a big dude. Like, so I'm Ryan? excited. Yeah, I've never yeah. I've never actually done any sparring or training with Ryan. I'm actually really excited to. Uh, Ryan's um, about five ten. To do that, yeah. Walks around about 195, 200 yeah. pounds. Yeah, I'm excited to be able to train with. Him I train. And, I trained with Ryan for a little while in Victoria, BC, while he was okay. up there doing training camps. He's yeah. he's good. Yeah. Um, I've watched a few of his boxing fights. He's doing fantastic. Yeah. But he's having a hard time finding guys that want to fight him. Yeah. So, uh, dude, that's perfect that he's going to come down and do some training with yeah, you guys. Hopefully. Well, I mean, and that's what that's what Roman said. Roman knows a lot of those guys, boxing and cam, because they've been in that scene forever. So they've got the guys and you know some of the connections to get up there. So, um, you know, ho hopefully this fight on November twelfth goes, uh, you know, the way I want. I I, I like like I said, want to fight a boxer. We don't have the opponent confirmed yet, but get a boxer in there and then uh, outbox him. You know, beat them up and then uh, get get the next fight, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah. So. so we have another question from uh, our coach Gary Vig. Oh, cool. He wants to know what the the biggest benefit of our martial arts training has been in our life. Huh. Wow. <laughs> um, hmm. You answer that one first. Then right. I got I got to think of that. I got a few things. So. So when I was a younger guy. Uh, I used to get into a lot of trouble. <laughs> no. Fighting. And I went to jail for a little while and stuff like that. And then uh, one day I just decided I was going to move to Victoria, BC. And I started training at Zuma Martial Arts. So I literally packed up my hockey bag with all my clothes. And I jumped on a Greyhound bus for three days and, and moved to Victoria. 
So the the biggest benefit of the martial arts training in my life has just been it got me out of a place where I didn't want to be anymore. And, uh, and now ever since then, I've had some ups and downs where being that being a bad training partner and being bad to at, at home, just getting down beat up and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I wouldn't be the person I am today if I didn't train at all. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I, I never got in any serious struggle or anything like that as a kid, but, no. but, uh, you know, I got picked on a lot as a kid, you know, in junior high, but I didn't start doing martial arts for, uh, for sticking up for myself. Van Damme kickboxer was actually the first R rated movie I ever saw. Did we talk about that? Before? We did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And <laughs> so, so that was why I started. Right. And so, but for me, um, without realizing it, after I, I, I kept coming and kept coming, somewhere along the line, I started to gain a lot of confidence, right? I mean, to the point where it almost it almost tipped over into the cocky side of things when I was yeah. fighting and doing really good. And it had to get reeled in a little bit. But so for me, the biggest thing was probably confidence. Yeah. Gave me a lot of confidence. Um, but it taught me a lot about myself, right? And, and taking all that time off and now coming back to the sport that I love and training, whatever else, it, I've got a different perspective towards towards life and and training in general right and and um you know pushing myself is, is it's like except for the boxing right pushing myself to fight somebody better than me you yeah. know not always being the underdog but fighting people that challenge me and uh doing that stuff it does translate into my life and into business right where i want to do the things that challenge me i want to go after the the projects that are are um, nobody else wants to do um or that that are you know too difficult or whatever like that because that's sort of what i've learned in the martial arts right you're not going to be the best in the world if you don't take on all all challenges yeah. right so that's that's for me the the biggest things that the martial arts taught me um is that uh if you if you want something you got to go after it and um uh you gotta learn yeah like you, you gotta you, you can't be afraid to learn so when i'm training with different people and new people you know i've had so many conversations with people over the last little while asking me why I'm not training at this gym anymore and why am I not over there anymore and I said because I'm not growing in those places I want to be with people that I can grow with and and um, you know the coaches that travel around like Gary that go get training from somebody that's better than him you know so he can bring it back he's mm -hmm. always looking to improve and that's what I'm looking to do is always looking to grow yeah. and improve I don't want to do the same stuff every day um, and uh that, that that's really helped me i think yeah. too you know i'm also going to go off and back to luke's first question which was what i want to do with the next year of my career um as far as my career goes i involve the podcast now in my career because it is a way to to uh like advertise myself and build my brand so with with that i'd like to build the podcast as big as i possibly yeah. can and then uh and then just take it from there cool but other than that, we don't have any more questions. Yeah. Well, there was one dumb question oh, earlier. Oh yeah. Uh, Randy, Randy had asked. So we, we decided this is this was your idea that uh, you know we, we got good questions today for the most part. We did say that we wanted to have a stupid question of the day or something like that. And I mean, uh, we did kind of take bets on who would come up with it, but it wasn't the person we thought it was going to be. No, it was close with the tattoo <laughs> question, but yeah. Uh, you know, Randy says, uh, 
Randy Rempel. He's an old time. He's a he's a neighborhood kid. We grew up together, right? He likes to always poke jokes. But yeah. his his question was, why does Tanner not like turtles? That's a pretty dumb question because I don't even know where we even talked about turtles ever. I don't. I've never talked about turtles actually. To tell you the truth, well, Randy, I don't not like turtles. There you go. Turtles are slow. You can catch them, and if you find a shell, you can use it as a hat. So, Randy, I have a question for you. How big is your cheeseburger locker? There you go, Randy. Email me at thespiceoflifepodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> I, I want to hear that, Randy. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, next week we've got, uh, hopefully if things go according to plan, we're going to have uh, Coach Gary yeah. on, uh, on the podcast. Uh, we're excited to pick his brain. I am, anyway. Put yeah, the, the nice... Seat. The nice thing about having the podcast the way we, we have it is we can take it on the go. Yeah. So maybe we'll take the show on the road and go down to a Rashido Red Deer. Ooh. Might be a good idea. There you go. Yeah. But, yeah. We can uh, get some training in first. Yeah, we can. I can't. Well, you can't. I can't just sit, stand there you and could, watch. You could tell us. Though. I could tell you stuff, yeah, I guess. You're good at that. You're good at trying to tell people what to do. Yeah, like right now for the next little while, I've taken up coaching a little bit. Uh, I don't know how good of a coach I am. I like it that you're not afraid to call people out on their BS and be, you know, take it, take it over the line. And, you know, some, the hard part with any business is that you can't, um, you know, you kind of can't wear every hat all the time. Right. And, and a, a cool thing with, with Gary is that, um, you know, he's a great coach. Steph's a great coach. Yeah. They're good. They're good training partners. Um, they run a business, you know, sometimes it's hard to, uh, be everywhere at one time and they can't always manage all the you left one coach out though ryan williams, ryan williams. yeah i did he is very good yeah um he coaches my kid i i, I don't really have a chance to work with ryan that much to, as, as a coach aspect so yeah. that's that's why i didn't really i, I have for a jiu-jitsu coach yeah. he's, he's really good yes he is very good at jiu-jitsu that's all those guys are good at jujitsu, and that's why I hate jujitsu because they're all smaller than me, and they they beat me up all the time. Well, you're starting down at the bottom. There's only one way to go, man. That's true. Uh, just, you just keep yeah. getting better. Keep going sideways, though. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just right into that choke again, right, Steph? And uh, no, but Gary will be on next week. Um, and uh, I'm working on uh, some stuff. We're we're hoping to get a couple more sponsors lined up for the uh, for the show and have That'd some be nice. have some swag to give out for the show. So we'll we'll not talk about that until we know it's a for sure thing. So I do have a good guest that's going to come on as soon as we figure out this Skype call in recording crap, which is UFC fighter Ryan James. Oh sweet, he's going to come on for maybe ten minutes. I can't hold him up too much because he is fighting here pretty quick and he's got to get ready. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping we can give him a call within the next few weeks and get him on. Uh, other than that, I don't really have any plans. I'm just kind of winging it. Nice. But uh, there was a little bit of pop culture stuff this week. The Brangelina broke up. They did. You excited about that? I could care less, man. Me I too. don't watch any of that stuff. I, somebody says, oh, man, poor, poor, whatever, Brangelina. And it's like, and then I start seeing all these memes and everything <laughs> posting around like, you know, karma's a karma's a bitch from Jennifer Aniston and things like that. But I could care less, man. All these guys on TV. I mean, I know we sit here and we talk about about fighting and you know the big names and this and that. And but we try to talk about the, the up and coming stars and things. I I think that you know a lot of these people, it's it's their life. If if news wanted to touch base on on breakups of local people and 
local this and local that the same way they do about celebrities then then maybe i'd be interested in all that stuff but like yeah. at the end of the day man they're just people too and they got their own problems and they're celebrities so now they're in the in the spotlight you know well that's the thing like if you meet them it's it's no big deal mm-hmm. like they, they're just a regular person like everybody else unless maybe you're meeting donald trump yeah i would like to meet donald trump you would? Yeah, I've always liked Donald Trump. I like, I like, I like his, uh, <laughs> like his, I like his uh, attitude. You know, hey, okay, there you go, Donald Trump. Cool story, actually. Just, just dawned on me from Las Vegas this weekend. So I'm down there playing cards, and uh, this older gentleman reminds me of my grandpa. Walks up to the table, you know, stocky guy, right? You can yeah. see like he's he's probably in his 80s, but he's he's got some cannons on him, and he had freaking mitts on him. Like his hands were huge. And he's got this uh, Marine Corps shirt and a Marine Corps hat. And he comes up and he's, he's like, where can I sit? And I was like, anywhere you want, sir. And he's like, well, are you going to move? Because like I was just there was a spot on either side of me. And he just meant like, do you want the first one out? You know, do you want to be in seat one? I said, yeah, I would. So he's like, well, then I guess I'm sitting here. And he sits down and he puts his money on the table. And we're playing uh, one deck blackjack. So you got to wait till till the yeah. shuffle to enter. Right. Yeah. And so the lady goes. Sure, you'll have to wait till the end. And he goes, oh, yeah, I know that. And I was like, man, this place, this city, so full of rules. And I look at him, I go, I bet you like rules, though, don't you? He goes, damn straight I do, son. And I was like, right on. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, hey, I'm Luke. And he's like, my name's Richard. You can call me Dick. I was like, well, Dick, let's win some money. And me and this old guy talked for like an hour. And he enlightened me, man. It was cool. And I, I'd asked him, I was like, so where did you serve and this and that? And like... He was in Vietnam, two tours in Nam, right? And he started talking about all this crazy stuff from life and war. And and then uh, and then he just, I don't know where it was. He goes, oh, he started talking about that Kippernick taking the knee. And he's like, that boy. And he went off. And he's like, he's like, uh, and then he says, Trump. He's like, I like Trump. And I, oh, because I talked about Mike Tyson. He goes, I think, I think Mike Tyson's a Trump supporter. So that means I like Mike Tyson because I like Trump, and if Mike Tyson likes Trump, then I like then I like uh, I like Mike Tyson. <laughs> and I was like, all right. And then he looks across at everybody at the table and he goes, "If you don't like this country and what it stands for, you can get on a plane and you can freaking leave." He goes, "I didn't fight for the, all this stuff." He goes, "You want to come here and you wanna you wanna be part of this country?" He goes, "I'm all for it." He goes, "I'm all for people coming here, having a better life, having a better start." You know, um, we're here to protect them. Our border should be open to let them in, but then they should be here to support the country and what it's built for and what it stands for. And he goes, if you don't like it, get out. And I was like, well, okay. all right. It was neat, man. He'd been married like only five <laughs> years to this lady. Um, his previous wife died after 40 years of marriage. And Whoa. she comes over to the table, his new wife of five years. And, and we're yakking. It was cool, man. It How was, old was, it was his really- wife now, though? probably about the same probably oh. like in her 70s you know yeah 80 yeah she wasn't a, like a not a 20 year no, old no not 20 year old no he was he, he was a it was neat man it really it really uh it was really cool to listen to him talk about it. and the one thing and i said why did you you know how long you serve in the military he says 23 years i said why'd you do it he goes because i liked it he huh. goes that's what you need to do in life he goes you need to do things you like and he goes and then it's not like work and it was like it was like I had my own uh, Tony Robbins beside me for an hour, just filling me in on the importance of life. It was really cool. Sorry, I got off on a bit of a tangent there, but the Trump That's thing reminded me of this old dude, and it was pretty cool. So I just had another question roll in. Okay. Uh, it's from a guy named Zach Thompson. What's your training history for MMA? What 
did you begin training in the like what did you first begin training example kickboxing or bjj just any history on your training background for me or for you both of us i both guess i don't know i um well i mean i kickboxed forever started yeah. kickboxing at 16 um kickbox forever when i retired from kickboxing and i got big and fat i just started training uh with jason mcdonald at his, at his crossfit gym working uh, on some stand-up stuff with him and some of the guys there, Mahan, whatever. That's how I met everybody. I just came in to, you know, do some kickboxing with them, and uh, I was the fat guy that kind of knew how to how to fight, but <laughs> but I actually knew how to fight. I just was out of shape, and I lost a ton of weight there, and and I learned to do jujitsu there and wrestle from Jay and Ryan and all those guys. And the only reason they showed it to me was because I was like, guys, listen, I can beat you up standing up. But if you take me down, I'm screwed. So make me a better training partner. Teach me to stuff a takedown. Teach me to try to get up. Yeah. I don't care about learning how to choke you out or do anything like that right now. Just make me a better training partner for you. Yeah. Your, your guys that you're fighting are strikers that can defend the takedown. So make me that guy so I can be a better partner. And that's what happened. And then I lost like 70 pounds. Yeah. And then I was like, Jay, I got to fight. So <laughs> then I started, you know, learning more MMA stuff and, and, you know, took those fights. But now that I have the opportunity to do whatever I want, I don't want to do MMA. I want to strike. Like yeah. that's what I want to do. So how about you? You're um, kind of, I started off boxing. Uh, and then I went into the BJJ aspect of it, but it wasn't really at a good gym. So I didn't know that much. So I kind of now in my own mind, I based my beginning off by going to Victoria. Okay. So, my first class there was a kickboxing class with Sarah Kaufman. So she was a kickboxing yeah. coach. Nice. And uh, and then with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu with Adam Zujek. Um, so Sarah's kickboxing is, it's not exactly Muay Thai and it's not exactly kickboxing. It's, it's kickboxing. Yeah. And then uh, I was there for a long time. And then I came back over, I came to Red Deer with all you guys. So my whole... Pretty much my whole career, my striking coaches have been females, which wow. is relatively interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's the end of our questions. You want to thank your sponsors today, Luke? Yeah. So um, shout out goes to, um, well, obviously my, my girl, Tammy, uh, Fit Physio, at, uh, down at Pure with Mike Henselmeyer. Uh, yep. they, they take care of all my body. Balanced Nutrition, uh, keeping me fed every every day i've got a stockpile of food now though because i ate in vegas for four days so that's uh but i ate pretty good man i, I came home i wasn't too bad uh pat at uh, personal trainer one-to-one fitness um geez man i'm like totally drawing a blank here today i feel bad um, milano for men milano for men yeah adjoy and uh mark uh mark phillips at uh phillips coaching and yep. uh yeah thank pat I did thank Pat, okay. and of course Gary and Lyle and Roman, the the the, uh, the main coaches there yep. for the for the striking and the fighting. We talk about them lots. They're uh, they're always keeping me on my toes. So um, yeah, that's it. That's got them all for today. So I'm just gonna. I'm actually not gonna thank any sponsors today. Oh no. No, I'm gonna thank a couple places. Well, one of them is a sponsor, but I'm gonna thank a couple places that I appreciate. There you go. So Classic Tattoo and Red Deer, you guys gave me a. Uh, it was supposed to be a four-hour tattoo, and you got it done in two and a half hours. I was super impressed. So if you guys are looking for any tattoo work in Red Deer, go see the guys at Classic Tattoo. And uh, the other, the only other one I'm going to thank is Dollar Beard Club. 
They make the best beard oil on the on the market right now. But other than that, we're going to wind up the show for today. We're going to leave you guys actually with a track from Sean Height. And here it is. Yeah. Logo Dedalus. I'm back. <laughs> what? What? Yo, yo, yo. Check it, check it Yo, when I was just a little boy, my mama told me, son, it's me and you against the world, boy, you better just be gone. I shouldn't listen to my mother, but I did, and I was young, so now I channel my aggressions, winning battles with my tongue. Yeah, dismantling impressions, giving truth to everyone, and you just rambling digressions with no proof and unsung. Just a scandal in regression, scoop, goof, and you're done. And you can't handle my progression, it's a lesson, what's to come? So take another shot at me, you see, I'll be so endlessly retreat the sweet defeat. My victory, this creed is not complete, so take a seat amongst the beaten, don't you fucking dare leave, cause broken wings. Can't fly, I know that equals broken feet So now I'm coming back from nothing Poker faces, I ain't bluffing Sitting at the roulette table With a bunch of fucking Russians Cussing, fussing, yo, my lyrics Like a dust of fucking busting Losing luster when I grab the mic I make the world must And everything I spit is real The side of motion that I feel And I won't sell my soul for fame And fortune or a record deal I'm happy with the car I drive the people in my life And every day that I wake up I'm thanking God I'm still alive I'll never give up all my dreams I'll never back out on the sun I'll never suck nobody's dick I'll never turn my back and run And you will never ever Ever get your chance to see me fall When they write in my name I'll be graffiti on the wall Girl, let me tell you about a soon-to-be ghost When my hand becomes a holster Burn an actual weapon Retoting pens with a scope I got Angie Lansbury in the tombstone quarry Chipping obituaries for me But warm me But small enough to lay out on a poster note No quote And when there's nothing left to say It's word murder she wrote And when the feds they come a rapping Outside of my chamber door I blast a shot in the ceiling Screaming thug life and evermore So now I sign a daughter line out With a 45 cold Cause you're my pen game more intricate than that Edgar Allan Poe With an acquisition of wit Keeping you lit With the gift of linguistics My metaphysics and digits And verbal magnificence My rhythmic indigenous rhythm Underground and transit I'm a master at work Yo, I'm an underground precisionist Straight lyric physicist Don't rhyme giving this perfection Reflection staring back At everything that shit is real Beside emotion that I feel And I won't sell my soul For fame and fortune Or a record deal I'm happy with the car I drive the people in my life And every day that I wake up I'm thanking God I'm still alive I'll never give up all my dreams I'll never back out on the Son, I'll never suck nobody's dick, I'll never turn my back and run You will never ever ever get your chance to see me fall When they write in my name, I've been graffiti on the wall I stand before reflections of who I used to be A photograph collection replaced for mirror imagery These pictures shooting across the floor depict the battle of a war A war I fought inside myself, a war I will not fight no more The bombs I dropped, I left the hole, I ripped and pillaged, hurt and stole From all the chaos, lost my soul, my heart lay dying from the toll My ears still ringing from the boom, attacked myself, afflicted rooms I am the room, the battlefield, the ones that I consume I saved the men from someone else, a bit of sweet success My surface used a million times for mine to clean the mess Committing suicide was on my mind, fought the second climb Blind, high, drunk on wine, trying to maintain my grind Right before I do some time, yo, I say fuck that shit Not before I'm getting mine, not before I truly shine Get respected, I deserve, not turn a nickel to a dime I build a mountain, not my future, something no one else can climb Everything I spit is real, beside 
emotion that I feel And I won't sell my soul for fame and fortune or a record deal I'm happy with the core, I drive the people in my life And every day that I wake up I'm thinking God I'm still alive I'll never give up on my dreams, I'll never back out on the sun I'll never suck nobody's dick, I'll never turn my back and run You will never ever ever get your chance to see me fall When they write in my name, I'll bring graffiti on the wall And I don't need to flash the iron cause I don't need to pack the heat And I don't need a crew to call to come and back me in the street If you step out here with me, I'll be the maker, you will me You end up bodied in a bag and suffer ultimate defeat Wreak havoc, I will be your style daily that next week Take a seat and meet a rapper that you never will compete With an unreachable peak on a deadly mountain too steep Lyrically, I'm so in shape, a body build a physique I'm a freak, ripping a microphone so clean that I squeak Speech, verbal assassination, I'm an MC mystique It's so disheartening how hard it is to represent the game When there is rappers getting paid, promoting fortune and fame It's lame and all you motherfuckers out the sound of the same You got nothing to be proud of, but your walls should be ashamed Logo Deedalus, my name, and welcome to my house of pain I'm in the fucking straight jacket, cause my flow was so insane And what? everything I spit is real, beside emotion that I feel And I won't sell my soul for fame and fortune or a record deal I'm happy with the car, I drive the people in my life And every day that I wake up, I'm thinking God, I'm still alive I'll never give up on my dreams, I'll never back out on the sun I'll never suck nobody's dick, I'll never turn my back and run And you'll never, ever, ever get your chance to see me fall When they write in my name, I'll be graffiti on the wall What? Yeah Back up in this bitch